friends. Welcome to the Pelican Project podcast. I'm Crystal. And I'm Kelly. We want to welcome you and invite you to pull up a chair to our table. Join the conversation with us. Um, So this particular podcast is going to air right after New Year's. Kelly, what do you normally do for New Year's? What are your sort of traditions? Do you have any? Staying home. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Not going out. I use, I mean, (laughs) You know, you go through like when we were younger, we would go out. Actually, I don't even think we went out that often for New Not Year's. That often. But now my kids are at the age, like Mia, she's 10, and staying up till midnight is the coolest thing ever. Right. Such a big deal. So we get, um, we get like the bubbly, mm-hmm. you know, what is the it? Apple cider, like apple yeah, cider, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever the fancy, the fancy drink is. And we get out the fancy glasses and, yeah. um, and they have that. We play board games. Mm-hmm. And then generally about five minutes out, we will find something on the TV that shows a ball drop, but yeah, that always, you know, like depending upon where we're living, where you are. Yeah, what channel we're getting, it's crazy. Like one of the years it was recently, and I had to research this because I had no idea what was going on. I thought growing up in Massachusetts, like it was always a ball dropping, mm-hmm. but different communities have like different things that drop. So in Mobile, Alabama, they actually have a moon pie drop, right. which is one of the channels we got when we were living in Alabama. I, I'm like, is oh, that what? a giant moon pie? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. We were in Bragg and in Raleigh, they have an acorn that they drop. Yeah. Now, we, all, we also um, are folks who stay indoors uh, that particular night. There's just so much going on out there that we don't necessarily... Uh-oh. want to be a part of um and and also same so when Shelby started getting old enough that she you know the first year that we said okay you can stay up now till midnight and she was super excited and yeah she passed out at like nine o'clock right um but that was a big deal and yeah so normally it's just uh like you say we'll about a half hour out or whatever, we'll start turning it to a channel that's going to have the countdown. And I realize, I don't know about you, but as, as I get older and all of those, you know, like countdown shows and all the performances they have, you realize how you start to age a little bit when you don't recognize uh-uh. any of the performers anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. But wasn't that the beauty of this past Super Bowl? Oh my. Wasn't was. that so great? I mean, like that was... That was our high school years. I mean, you know, I yes, definitely familiar sounds. Absolutely. (laughs) I recall that. Oh my gosh. I know every single, you know, oh gosh, that was so funny. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't know any of the music. Like I was telling you earlier, I was speaking at a youth group um, where you're talking about the Psalms and I was asking the kids about music they like and music they listen to and reasons why they listen to music and reasons why they think music is written and you know, all the kids are talking about different like rap artists and stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. And they're saying names and I'm just like, I have no clue who that is. And not only do I not know, I don't want to know. And I just hope that you're not listening to swear words, mister. And they're like, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we've just moved through Advent in which we were pre- preparing for the birth of Christ and celebrating Christ as an unborn child. And then we have Christmas where we're celebrating the, his birth. And then on the first, you know, the solemnity of Mary, the Holy Mother of God, in which we're celebrating her as being, of course, the Mother of God. So we thought this would be an excellent opportunity to sort of talk about, especially with it being January 
and the March for Life coming up at the end of the month, um, there's going to be a lot of conversation sort of about the dignity of the unborn. So we have put together a bundle for you with resources to help you explain the church's teaching to your kiddos um, in various ages. So we're just going to kind of unpack that today. And the first thing that you'll find in the bundle is protecting the unborn, our life focus guide. So in that, we're going to talk a little bit about sort of our role um, as Catholics and our responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. I love this one. Um, so our life focus guides are a little bit different than our prayer serves. Our prayer serves, they go out every single week, and that is something that follows the liturgical cycle, and, and they just build on one another. And there's 52 of them, 52 weeks of the year. Um, our life focus guides take some of our prayer serves, and um, it, it kind of becomes a standalone resource that you can share. Like if you're doing prayer serves and you like the protecting the unborn one, you can share this life focus guide with, you know, your parish or your Sunday school class or your homeschool community. And um, we're going to kind of unpack this a little bit towards the end of the month because we have this coming up as a prayer serve um, January 29th. But like Crystal said, we talk about our responsibility as Catholics um, and the reality that our freedom is actually found in God's law. And the quote that we have on the bottom from um, Pope St. John Paul II is one of my favorites. And just to sort of highlight what we do with this particular resource, um, I think is really proclaimed through this particular quote. And he says, never tire of firmly speaking out in defense of life from its conception and do not be deterred from the commitment to defend the dignity of every human person with courageous determination. Christ is with you. Be not afraid. I just love this resource. It's definitely for, you know, um, maybe like middle of the road, a little older elementary, like fourth, fifth, maybe third, sixth grade. Um, I think you can really hit a lot of age groups with this and focus on different things, but it just empowers your kids to um, boldly proclaim that human life deserves protection at all stages. Absolutely. And I think you hit on a really important point there when you talk about um, it. May, it's made for a particular age group, but I think that depending on where you are in your formation, kind of the journey with that, the ideas that are in there can be adapted to really any age, you know, from parents to teens to to littles. Um, I think that there's actually something in there because there's there's definitely times where I'm reading through um, a Prager serve or a life focus guide that Kelly's written. And, uh, you know, there's always little tidbits in there for me too, quite frankly. So. I mean, they're, the best, the best resources for kids, like are also super helpful for adults. Like I just think about some of like the, um, the chapter books that I read to my kids or like, you know, you're going through like the Chronicles of Narnia and you're reading it to your kids, but you're reading it and you're like, Oh my gosh, like you're having these moments where you're like, Lord, this is so good. I realized that before. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, they say, I think it, they say the Gospel of John is written um, in um, like a third grade reading level. So when you, when you realize that, like all of these resources can actually be used for any grade level, it just depends on where you want to go with the conversation. Right. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of that, the next one is. Uh, another life focus guide called made in God's image. And that one really talks about where our dignity comes from 
as made in the image and likeness of God. And when you talk about this one with your littles, it also gives you this, um, this acronym for, um, to, to help you remember the four points called SLED. And that, again, for someone, you know, parent age, if you will, that's a great way to help me remember in a way to explain to my children or actually anybody for that matter. Yeah. There's no, yeah, age, there's no age here on this one. It, it's ageless. If you ask me. Ageless, timeless. <laughs> timeless. Yes. Well, and it's, um, it's taken like, there are so many great apologetics and, um, books written on, um, the dignity of the human person and why human life has, you know, dignity and, and personhood and all of those things. Um, and sled is a really common argument used by so many of the greats and it resonates with kids so easily. Like for, for us, it's size. Like if you're really small or you're really big, you still have dignity. Like if you're the size of an embryo or if you're, you know, six foot five, you know, and it goes through like L is level of development and E is environment. So it just kind of goes on. So it, it's a super resource to quickly share with your kids some beautiful points. And that helps. Like I know sometimes people understand the teaching of the church on their heart. Like they know, like I'm pro-life. I know human life has dignity, but when they're in an environment where somebody is challenging them, that they, you know, kind of your mind goes blank because there's so much you want to say. And then you have trouble articulating what you're trying to say because you're filled with adrenaline and, you know, you're kind of, you're perplexed as to why anyone would argue with that, that truth. And um, so to have these little, um, these little points that you can share that, that are, you can't argue with um, that is empowering your kids to boldly be pro-life in a way that's gentle and logical and clear. And, and it makes them feel empowered to live their faith and to stand up for the dignity of the unborn. And of course, in this particular resource, we pull, um, we pull from Genesis, we pull from the Psalms. And, and finally, I think, you know, if you asked 10 different adults, okay, the word dignity, we use that all the time. What does it mean? And why do we have it? I think, I think maybe one different answers perhaps actually, right. Would be able to verbalize it. They all know it, but to come up with the words, um, that's what we're trying to do here. We're equipping parents with the words and the verbiage. Right. And just for everyone out there. So I'm sitting here staring at this and they may not have any idea what we're talking about. So SLED is an acronym because of, because all human beings are created with dignity, all human life should be cared for and protected regardless of size, level of development, environment, and degree of dependency. And that is where SLED comes from. Yeah. And and then we unpack like each one of them, like environment's my favorite. Like if, yeah. if you sleep in your mother's womb or in her arms, like it's very simple. If you're unborn or you're born, it does not matter where you are. Still have value. You still have value. By God. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we also have an, ex- so it's called exploring the development of an unborn baby. And it kind of goes through and breaks down the first trimester, the second trimester, and third trimester development. Because one of the arguments we know is always that, you know, it's just a clump of cells. So this mm-hmm. is just a really great, simple way of showing the children. There's a couple of little um, pictures here and everything for you. But it is so far beyond that. This is not just a clump of cells. This is what's happening in the first trimester. This is what's happening in the second. This is what's happening in the third. And this is what they look like. So just sort of moving past that argument and showing them there's a baby in there, you know, it, regardless of the stage. 
Yeah. Preborn, preborn babies. Yeah. And kids inherently know, like you have to be taught incorrectly to not know that this, or to not believe or to not defend the fact that this is, you know, a human being. When you actually look at an image of a first trimester little one, like little, like when your toddlers around and your your kindergartners around, they're looking at it, and they're like baby, and you're like, yes, you know that. But interestingly, there are people that argue against it. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is a great resource for little ones, and it's fun too, and it's it's gentle. It's very gentle. We just we talk about in this, you know, like the when we talk in the first semester, uh, first trimester. We talk about, um, you know, like the amniotic sac, like this is a cushion around her and it keeps her safe and her eyes start to take shape. And then we ask a question like, will she have blue eyes or brown eyes? And then you can ask like, oh, do I have blue eyes or brown eyes? You know, it's just a, it's a, it's a great way to have really beautiful conversation with your little one um, about how uniquely God created you. Right. And then there's, um, we ha- take that same idea and sort of, I don't know dive a little bit deeper for slightly older kids and talk about um, how rather stunningly complex the the development of the child is. Yeah. This one's, I think this one's my favorite out of the bundle. It's really cool. Um, and it's, it's cool because it's, it's mind blowing, right? <laughs> like, Um, The intricacy, right? The intricacy of the human person. So this particular resource, it's broken up into four separate sections. And the first one just talks about like how stunningly complex each human individual is and how like mathematically, statistically for this not to be intelligent design, it's near, it's impossible. It's a impossibility really. Um, And you know, that, that ushers in conversation that, um, you know, even Einstein acknowledged that there were things that were just simply you you couldn't explain other than the reality of a higher, higher being and a higher design. And so it kind of appeals to a very logical, you know, like your teens, they get into that that space where they're questioning everything, which I always encourage. Like let your teens question absolutely everything. God can handle your teens' questions. Let them he has do the it. Answer. Yes, he has the answer. He will answer. Um, but like this one in the beginning, so I just kind of want to share some of the stats that we share that teens, I know when I use this for my confirmation class, they were kind of like, what? So when we consider there have been approximately 117 billion people in the history of the world, and each one of them is a complex human being born with 26 billion precisely ordered cells. Um it's hard to argue against supernatural intelligent design and just talking about the mathematics there. I think the kids had a lot of fun with that. And then, you know, you talk about DNA strands from each human cell. If you took them all and strung them together, um, each strand would be 67 billion miles long, 67 billion miles long. And we talk about how many times that could wrap around the earth's circumference. And when each individual person has this, precision, this unique precision. And that has happened 117 billion times in the history of the world. Like it's so explosive that you recognize that there's something much greater than us at work. And then you start to your perspective about the unborn and the, um, the creation of that human life. I think it changes your perspective a little bit. Um, and then we go on to kind of talk about, 
Um, I think it's really easy when the, our culture invites our kids into accepting abortion as a, as a logical option, which it is not, and it never is. Um, but that's easy to do. Like Crystal had said, when you perpetuate the lie that an unborn child, especially early on, is just, just a water tissue. It's just not a human being. And so we talk about um, what starts happening only three to four weeks after conception. We talk about how the baby's brain is already formed into three distinct regions and um, that baby's nerve cells are multiplied within our body at a rate of 15 million per hour. Like there is so much going on. Um, this is an active living human being. And um, it's, it's just it's a super helpful resource, especially um, in a, uh, in a school setting, homeschool setting, especially for your teens, your adults, even uh, we love it. So well, highly recommend this resource. Yeah. And I, I think the important thing that we want to um, just make sure that we're point that we're pointing out here is that while the topic of conversation, you're going to hear the word abortion a lot this month. Um, and it's a conversation that's difficult for parents to have with kids. You don't know necessarily when to start that conversation. You don't, you feel uncomfortable maybe using that word with your littles, of course. Um, so this is just a great way to start building that foundation, talking about the protection of the unborn laying the foundation for what the dignity of the human person is so that when it comes time, when they get older, when they do start hearing those other messages from media or other people within their family, quite frankly, um, they're going to have that foundation to know that there's something not right with what's being said there with that message that they're hearing. There's something inherently incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. And we talk about it, you know, as early on, we're planting seeds. Yes. We're planting seeds. When we're planting seeds, you know, our mission is to joyfully reawaken a culture of life. And the way you do that is you celebrate life. You celebrate the precision of God's design. You celebrate the mystery of, of the human person, which it is a mystery. There were also, um, incredibly different. We're designed to share in, in the life of God. And, um, Crystal's absolutely right. Like it, it can be very heavy and yucky and uncomfortable when we're trying to talk to our kids about abortion, but it is never difficult or yucky or uncomfortable to celebrate life. And so when you just look at it from that perspective, all of a sudden your kids hear the word abortion and they're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And they already, you've already planted the seeds. It is, is born fruit of understanding the truth of God's design. And like you said, they will understand something that is in, inherently incorrect. Beautifully said. Love it. Absolutely. And then the last thing that we have for you here in the guide. Um, we have two more, actually. Oh, sorry. Yes, we do. So much. We have so many resources. Yeah, we so I can't even remember myself. Yes. Okay. So the next thing that we have uh, we spoke about it a little bit last week. So like I said, helping you along with your um, New Year's resolutions, we have the Child's Guide to Spiritual Adoption for you yeah. here. We talked about that last week. Um, so, you know, we don't have to go get into the weeds on it, you know, especially if you listened to last week. But um, this is a, an awesome, beautiful spiritual practice as a family to just pray for another family who might be experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, it, it really shows your children that there is beautiful power in prayer. Um, 
yeah, so so definitely go to this one. This was one of our, our New Year's resolution ideas from last week. And if you want to hear more about it, you can either download it on our website or, or listen to last week's podcast where we really talked about it. And we have our final resource. The final resource. And that one's specific to you, so I'm going to let you go ahead and talk. Okay, yeah. So our final resource is our teen life focus guide. Um, this is the, actually the first one we put together. And I think right now, we do we have eight life teen life focus guides in total? Yeah, I believe so. Um, so the purpose for our teen life focus guides, you know, teens just love when we sit them down and we teach them. <laughs> I just, I kid. Oh, that was right? funny. I know. So um, what we did with our teen life focus guides is we kind of shared in a more, with a more editorial perspective where we're sharing a testimony really. Um, an experience or um, for the most part, these are how most of our life team focus guides go. And for the dignity of the unborn, I'm sharing my own story about my abortion appointments. And what, what we love to do with the teen life focus guides as it is, you know, really a sharing of a story is it gives teens somebody's experience to then sort of unpack. Um, most teens have not had an unplanned pregnancy. Um, some have, and many know other teens who have had an unplanned pregnancy. Um, so it's an opportunity to have this conversation without really putting anyone on the spot. Like I put myself on the spot, right? I talk about the decisions that I made that didn't necessarily honor my dignity and me, you know, me kind of feeding into a culture that really encouraged me to objectify myself. And, um, you know, we kind of walk through that and the idea that I was pro-life in theory, but when it actually came down to it, I, I was scared and it, it was just kind of going to be my little secret if I chose to have an abortion. So I actually made three separate abortion appointments. If you don't know my story and, um, it's, it's shared in this, um, in this guide and just talking about what happened at each appointment and what God was doing in my life and, and how I was really suffering and how after that it stayed hard. Um, and it's a great resource to then invite teens into conversation. And, and if nothing else, it gives them food for thought. Because in the end, I did not end up having an abortion. I tried to abort my son three separate times. There was three separate, very specific interventions by God preventing me to do that. Um, so there's a lot to talk about with a teen and a lot of different ways you can go with it. And so it gives a lot of flexibility to the conversation. Um, you know, I think, I think the biggest mistake we can make when we're talking about specifically the dignity of the unborn with our teens is assuming that they haven't heard about abortion and assuming that we are informing them for the first time. Like we are, we are not, they have heard about it in TV. They've heard about it in movies, they've heard about it in music, um, books, um, you know, the culture is trying to normalize it. They've heard it on the news. So have a conversation with them, um, that, that kind of takes the walls down and just says, Hey, this is somebody's experience. What do you think? Right. And see where the conversation okay. goes. That's what we try to do with our life focus guides for teens. They're not as instructional as maybe our little kid ones. Um, but I think that's the way to that's the way to engage teens in conversation. Absolutely, yeah. Make them a part of it. Make them a part of it. So we, I mean, we hope you love our um, dignity of the unborn bundle. 
If you have not downloaded it, go to our website, pelicanprojectministry.org um, forward slash toolbox, and you can get all of our Dignity Bundles there. Um, this one specifically for January is well-timed. And we encourage you to share it. Shoot it to you. Like if you belong to a parish, a CCD, Sunday school, um, homeschool group, share it. Because you don't know if you're, you have fellow parents who are looking for resources and just don't know who to ask and where to look. Um, so there's no harm in, in sharing our link. We would ask, though, that you would just share our website, not necessarily share the bundle. Because, um, because all of our resources, our digital resources are free, the only way we can um, just have an idea of the impact we're making or the different things people are gravitating towards or using is when people actually come to the website and download it. Otherwise, we just don't know if you're using it or not. And if we don't know you're using it, we don't know it's important and it's working and it's helping. And then we don't pour ourselves into making it better because we, you know. So help us by just sharing the link to our toolbox. That is that is um, the ideal way of sharing our resources. And I'll, uh, I'll attach the link in our show notes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Happy New Year, friends. Right. Looking forward to it. Looking yes. forward to the possibility. Yes. We'll talk to you next week. Until then.